Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything is, you know, it's just going well for you. And um, I pray that the Lord will continue to show himself strong in your life, in my life, in our lives. To his praise and glory in Jesus' name. If this is your first time on this podcast, this is where I just talk about my relationship with God, my walk with God. God uses this to sort of like bless me. It's part of my daily discipline with the Lord. And, um, you know, I just learn about him. God talks to me. We read scripture. I reflect on things that I see around me. Um, for me, my faith is a very practical walk. I, I, I thank God for the opportunity to practice my faith, to you know, to really, really illustrate the words that I read in the Bible in my everyday experience. Um, when I, you know, yeah, when I come across people who know the Bible but read it without an, wanting or desiring an experience of it, I really wonder, you know, how that is because I think the beauty of the Bible is an experience in it. I, I don't see it as you know, text that you just read and you go away from, you know, I I think the Bible is an experience and I think God intended it to be an experience and that if, if there's any part of the Bible that is not particularly the word of God, those words that, you know, are really for us in the context of the here and now, like the teachings of Jesus, for instance, if there's anything about it that is not real to me or I'm yet to experience it, that then remains a desire in my heart, you know, like the gifts of the Spirit, the power, you know, in the name of Jesus, all those things that Jesus talks about, in my name, you cast out demons, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I don't see that as something he was just saying to the disciples of his time. I think he was saying it to everyone because these are problems, these are things that people will struggle with during the ages. And he says, I am with you until the end of the world. So what he's saying is that the same power that I left with the disciples as of the time I ascended, it will remain with every generation of disciples or followers of Christians until I return. And um, if anything, I think the challenges of our world today have become even more mental health. There's so many things that just require people to really be connected to God, to be able to help other people go through stuff, you know. And um, there's a scripture that says that God comforts us in our tribulation, in our affliction, so that we can, with that comfort, then comfort one another. And as I'm saying that now, that's the Holy Spirit taking me to where I didn't plan to go. I realize that that's what has happened in my life. I I, I, I noticed yesterday that I, it appears that I have become much more compassionate than I ever was before in my life. As in, I feel the kind of feeling that comes out of me sometimes when I read about people's pain and people's struggle. I literally feel the pain. And I think I've, I've always been like that to some extent but i think it's more intense now i talked to two or three days ago about a baby that i saw a photograph of him of how his father had you know just attacked him for no reason 31 year old man attacked a 10 month old baby and hacked him you know used a piece you know, just really horrendous thing and the boy had to lose his arm because of that very vicious attack by his father in a fit of rage said you know he woke him up with his cries or that kind of thing and this boy's arm had to be amputated. So we saw a photograph of the child, I think, before the incident, before the um, amputation and afterwards. My heart, literally, honestly, I can't describe what I felt in my heart. I just wanted to hold that baby. 
I wanted to bring him home. I wanted to provide a home of love and care for him and spend at least the rest of my life making that child know that he's loved and know that, I mean, just to do whatever I could to erase the pain and the trauma of that horrible, horrible, unprovoked and vicious evil that was done to this child by his own biological father. And it is things like this that make me know that the account of the Bible is true about the evil in the world. Because I do not believe, even animals will not do this. Lions do not turn on their cubs. Bears do not turn on their cubs. What would make a man do this to a defenseless baby? So, you know, not to excuse his behavior, definitely is his, I mean, he, he, he got on the run, so he's, he's just an evil person. But the point I'm trying to make is that God did not create man to behave this way. He didn't create us to behave this way. And what has happened is that some of us are yielding consciously and unconsciously, willfully and in other ways to the evil that is in the universe through the devil and his cohorts. So I, I, I just find that compassion. And, you know, and I had to talk to the Lord. In fact, I've tried to see how we can reach out to the mother. We're still, we haven't reached out yet. We haven't been able to get her, but I'm confident that we will get there because I, I know people who will not stop until we are able to get, you know, to her somehow. And um, I'm trusting God that the Lord will, you know, just create an opportunity for, for the life of this child to be changed forever, eternally, to his glory, through, through this horrible incident that this thing that the devil planned for evil, God will turn it around for the good of this child and that he himself will grow up to testify of how the Lord changed his life. His mother, everybody, no one will be the same. Anybody connected to this in some shape or form, God will use it for his glory. That's just my prayer. And I, I trust God that whatever God will use me to do to in this process, the Lord will help me to be able to do it. And others as well, those that are closer, nearer to it, God will provide the sustenance, the blessing. And so I find that as I'm getting closer to God and because of maybe, you know, so I find out that I, I, I now feel more personally touched, more, I feel more responsible for things that are going on. I, I mean, when I say responsible, I mean, I, I now feel I need to do something. I need to say something. And I, I wasn't always like this. I wasn't always, I, I know I used to feel bad about a lot of things, but I didn't feel the pressure, I did the pom- compassion, the, the care. It's just a bit more noticeable to the point that even I myself are beginning to feel like, oh, wow. This is um, different. Um, I used to have that kind of feeling for the nation as a whole. So there was a time when God gave me a burden for my, my nation, Nigeria, many years ago. And I would have this deep burden for the country, for the political system. And I would pray, 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 pray. And God actually, you know, that prayer was answered. I prayed for about a year, constantly every week for the nation. And eventually God saw us through a very difficult period and sort of like set the country on a trajectory of, from oppression. We were taken to a period of peace and freedom. And everything has now rolled back again. So, but, you know, but now I realize that that was God that put that there. But what I have now is not necessarily that kind of compassion for the nation in that way that I had it then burdened. Um, what I have now is for people, you know, and it's, it's not present all the time, but in situations, I just come across people and they're all strangers. They're people that I don't know. And this, this compassion just takes over. I want to help. I want to do something. I just feel it. Oh, Lord, as in... My heart just goes out, you know, and um, so 
what, what I'm trying to say is that I, I, for me, this is Christianity is about how God changes you and how His Word changes you and how, as we behold Him, we become like Him, and and that has been my experience. And um, so when I was talking to the Lord and I was asking God that why is it that I'm having this feeling this often now, the Lord was saying to me that what's happening is that the same because you've gone through certain things that comfort of the lord is inside you and has retained as a is almost like a stamp or a residue of comfort that just when i see people in similar situations it's like the comfort of the holy spirit pulls me into that situation to release that same comfort that god has given to me into the lives of other people and i think that is so precious because I, I, I really, you know, now I, I, I really understand. You know, when I see people going through stuff, I, I understand because I just understand. And I, I don't, I'm not judgmental about, I mean, as judgmental as I used to be about, oh, why is this happening? What are they doing? You know, I just, I, I so get it. I'm like, wow, you know. And for me, it's not even about, it's about, it's not necessarily about what happened, but it's about the impact it's having on you. So one person's trauma is different from another. What, what will be traumatizing to someone may not be traumatizing to the other person, but that does not mean we should minimize it. Once you can see that, I mean, trauma is trauma. Whatever triggered it is honestly immaterial at a point because it depends on, you know, what is going on in that person's mind and heart and emotion and what what is causing that intense reaction and feeling and condition or whatever and you know so i just really i want i just want to appreciate god for being so loving and um i i just i sometimes i do feel a little bit um despondent about the state of the world i wish the world was not the way it is right now i'm doing a bit of study in my bible classes about the king we're doing a bit of study about um, the kingdom of god and the kingdom of heaven and it's actually nice to read, you know, we're, we're just a whole debate going on and we're all discussing about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And what we can see is that, well, the kingdom of heaven is, you know, it's, it's, it's partially fulfilled. The kingdom of God on earth is here, but it's not, you know, it, there will still come a time when God will make it really physically present on earth and visible and everything will be restored into the way perfect way that god intended in the garden of eden but we're not there yet but i think what i am sensing or what i've been you know has been i've been reflecting on all week as we um study on this piece or this um, of the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of god and i would just put in some of the scriptures around it like matthew 5 you can see when jesus kept on talking about blessed are the point spirit for there is the kingdom of god he said blessed are you when people um, persecute you for my sake you know he just kept talking about he said blessed are those um, for the peacemakers for they shall see god blessed for um, are the meek for they shall inherit the earth you know he just started talking about the attributes of being a member and a partaker of the kingdom of god and that sort of thing so it was um for me i i i see that sense in that i i appreciate what the lord is doing and it, it, it just makes me really really as in it's more clear to me the difference between the world that we live in and the kingdom of god and i think that the more 
we are kingdom-minded. I, I, I think I, I'm beginning to sense that the difference between the responsibility and the accountability that I as a Christian feel for making things right on earth is directly proportional to my kingdom-mindedness as opposed to my, um, how would I say, present state-mindedness. Because if you are, if I'm kingdom-minded, then my purpose on earth and the things that I do, the, the decisions that I take will be for the sake of the kingdom, not necessarily for the sake of myself or my earthly life on earth. So I, 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 I find that the more I become in tune with the kingdom, you know, aligned with the kingdom, aware of the kingdom, and, and this kingdom is a, is a spiritual rea- reality. I'm not talking about the church, the local church on earth, because that's really not the kingdom, as we know, because the church can be taken over by a, someone's personal agenda. In fact, and it often is, you know, very few churches you will see that have not derailed at some point in time and gone off track. Very few. There are. But I find out that in many of the small communities and churches that are very, very mission-focused in terms of it's about souls or it's about serving the community, those very small groups, they're very effective. But the big ones, the big platforms, they are more prone to derailing simply because it has, you know, there are just so many things to Assets have now come in money. I mean, anytime money gets in in the way, just know that <laughs> you know there's just going to be confusion there. You know, so yeah. So the the smaller groups don't have that challenge of because they're not managing money and all that. So it's 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 it tends to be more focused. So, but I find that the more one is in tune with the kingdom, at least that has been my experience, and I think from what I'm sensing from people as well, you know. So the, 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 the more one acts for the sake of the kingdom. Because for me, even in the way, I, the compassion that the Lord puts in my heart for that boy, my sense was, it wasn't because of me as a person. It was about, this. I want this boy to know, you know, it, it was a kingdom move. Not that I think about it really. It was really about, oh my goodness, God is going to ask me. I can't just see this and just walk away. And to be honest, I had actually um, seen it. I had felt so bad and I had moved away from the story. But when I now saw another story about it, and then it was saying something, and as in, it just really hit me, like, you know, and and now as I'm speaking, now I'm realizing that that was God that made me see that, because the, the reaction to that second post was so much more intense. And then I then went checking, and then I found out that, the story, you know, I just found out that there was still opportunity to, to help. And so I've been trying to do that. But it's, it's, this is still an unfolding thing for me because if you listen to me like a year ago, I myself acknowledged that this was a growth area for me, that I wasn't as kind or as hospitable as I should be as a Christian and as a believer. But I now realize that I'm on a journey because honestly, I felt like I wanted to bring that child into my house. And, and just give him like a sanctuary without even thinking about, okay, can I, I mean, as in, you know, what is the long-term plan? <laughs> Should I be doing this at this age in time of my life? You know, and all that. I wasn't even thinking about that, but honestly, that was how I felt. And um, if not for the fact that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not, it's something I can do because I'm under authority, so I can't just bring somebody into my house. I would honestly have done that if I was like living alone by myself and no one accountable to no one and somebody had said this child needs a home at least for this night or whatever just out I would have taken him in I would absolutely have taken him in and that is so unlike me without even thinking you know can I you know it's a newborn baby and all that but that was how I felt and I, I realized that that was 
just the love of God. And this also makes me feel that God is doing something in my heart. And it's very heartening to me because I don't want to be the devil. I, you know, the more I see him and the ugliness and the evil and the cruelty that he uses people to do, the oppression, the manipulation, the more I detest him and everything that he stands for. So the more I am repulsed by him, the more I want to cleave more to God so that none of that nonsense that's going on in his space comes near me. I don't want any part of it. I don't want anything that he has to offer. I don't want his wealth. I don't want his glory. I don't want his social status. I don't want his recognition. I don't want his relationships. I don't want his anything, anything that is of his. I don't want it or any of the people that I love and I care about. I don't want it anywhere near me because he's evil to the core, to the core. And the worst thing is that the way he's, he, he's such a bully because he, he uses power unduly and unjustly over people that are wicked. Whenever he's, he's, he's faced with power that is superior to him, he runs away. He doesn't even make any attempt to fight. But he will, you know, he will hurt a child. He will hurt the helpless. The most vulnerable in society, he reserves the most wicked oppression for them. Very evil. So anyways, so my prayer to God right now is that God should help me to keep me from evil. You know, before I used to think, when when, the, when that prayer of keep from, from evil, I used to look at it in the sense of, oh, so that nothing evil will happen to me. For me now, it's not even about nothing evil hap- will happen to me. That's not even the issue, even though I know it will. It's about keeping me from the evil. In other words, the evil influence, the evil thinking, the evil mindsets, the evil actions, the evil lusts. Anything that will make me a vessel or a tool in the hands of the devil and his cohorts. Father, please keep me far from it. And help me to hate evil and to love righteousness. That's just my prayer right now. If, you know, that's it. That anything that is in this compound, in this man's hands, Lord, please let me not even have the desire for it. So, because I've seen, and, and that's why I have pitched my tent firmly in God's head. Because I've seen that he's good. I have seen that he's good. And that goodness is not necessarily dependent on whether good things happen to me or whether I, the world is as fair as I think it is. I do know that he's not happy with the way the world is. I know that this is not how he designed the world to, to be. I also know that he sent his son to provide a way of escape for all of us so that we can choose him being the God that he is. Because Adam and Eve actually chose to side with the devil. They didn't know the implications, but that was a choice they made. So God somehow has decided that he's, going to, he's not going to lead a universe of zombies, but he's going to give each and every one of us the choice to choose whether we're going to follow this arch enemy or whether we're going to follow him. And um, it's a choice that we will have to keep making every day of our lives until we pass on. And at that point, it, it then becomes, okay, this is the, 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 the lifetime choice that the, he, this person made. And then God, the reward comes that way. So, um, it, it, it's, um, it's, it's some really, really crazy stuff, you know, and, uh, and, and, like, and like I said, the evil that I see around me validates for me 
the sense of awakening that I've had over the past two years, which is that there is evil in the world and that that evil predates our existence. And that in the cosmic um, architecture that we are all living in, there is no neutral ground. You are either on the Lord's side or you're on the other side. And the choices, the decisions that we make concerning God and his word will determine whether we are consciously a part of God or we are consciously or unconsciously a part of the enemy. What I like about God is that he's transparent about who he is. He lays the cards on the table. So there's no small prince. When you come up to God, he opens everything up. It's like going into business with someone. And I'm, I'm an independent consultant, so I understand this very well. There's some people you work with, they lay it clear. These are the terms, these are the conditions. And they give you ample opportunity for you to decide whether you want to work with them under these terms or conditions. And then there are the other people, which, thank God, God keeps firing me from me. But they're the other kind. Who will hide things in the small print, bring you in under false pretenses? Once you get into the work, you now realize that it's much more, it's not at all what you thought it was. And you leave that whole experience feeling cheated, feeling used, feeling really worse off. And for some people, it I've even had some of my some people I know go through such experiences and decide that, you know, they're packing up the entire business. And it was through the willful action of the people that they worked in. I mean that that's high class, high level demonic behavior. But God will never do that. He lays his cards that this is who I am. I, you know, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. He encourages you to take it, but he will not force you. But the devil will deceive you. He will deceive. Will he, something that is going to take, put a chain around someone's neck and plunge you into the ocean. He will present it like a golden apple. That's what he does with drugs. That's what he does with alcohol. Does with, that's what he does with so many other things occultism, idol worship you know, social media, social status money, that's what he does it, it, it comes it, it, it initially helps you solve a problem but over a lifetime it, it, it brings about far more havoc than you ever one could ever have imagined so I'll just leave it there and um, I think there are a lot of scriptures that I could actually have read and intended to read, but I think I just needed to speak from the heart, and I think the Lord spoke as well. I'll share a couple of them in the description. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if this has blessed you, I would ask that you please share this with someone else as well that you think will benefit from this. And may the Lord use his words to heal our hearts and souls and cause us to be shining lights in the midst of an evil and dark and cruel world that is hungry for the power and the presence of God. In Jesus' name, amen.